Hey, Marquise. How you doing? Good. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks a lot for joining me, man. Um, I, I really appreciate it. I've been excited to talk to you, so I'm looking forward to learning more about about you and about about your time in Dallas and about your basketball career. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Good thing you're doing the Forgotten Mavs. That's 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 great. I enjoy watching it every day. Yeah, <laughs> that that makes me happy to hear that. I know you were one of my first former Mav followers, and I think I mentioned it to you before. I, I don't consider you forgotten by any means. You, you were a big contributor on some of my favorite teams, and so uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. Definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah, so basically what, what I typically do is just talk to former Mavs and try to uh, and learn about more about their career and, and their time in Dallas. So if you don't mind, I'd kind of like to just hear about maybe like your high school career or even before high school, how you got started playing basketball and how you fell in love with the sport. And we'll go from there. So I actually started playing. I didn't take basketball serious until maybe about maybe I got nine or 10 football and baseball. Football actually was one of my, my favorite sports at first. And I just been too tall for it. And I started playing basketball. And once I started, uh, actually, I was okay, but all I knew how to do was just do the crossover movement. Oh, yeah. I had an older brother, and they used to steal the ball from me every day. Like, I literally would go home, like, almost in tears crying because they would take the ball from me, not let me play with them. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, I think going to the ninth grade, I grew, like, maybe six inches. Wow. So they went from not picking me to uh, I'm the first pick now. So it was just – it was crazy just from all that. And, you know, like I said, I got started probably about – Maybe by nine, you know, my older brother, he played point guard, and that's where my guard skills came from, just, you know, having to dribble and learn how to dribble and playing against him. And even though he's shorter than me, it was just like he's shorter and faster, so I had to learn to protect the ball and, you know, be able to create my own shot. That's cool. So at what point did you kind of start to figure out that, you know, you were better, significantly better than most of the people you were playing with? Um. Man, to be honest with you, man, I um I, I still remember I used to wake up every like when I go to the park, we had a park in our neighborhood and I used to dribble the basketball and I knew exactly how many dribbles it took me to get to that basketball court every day. And so that's all I used to do. And I think I kind of realized that when I was um maybe in about sixth grade, maybe yeah, now nah, a little younger than that, probably about the about the fourth, fourth, fifth grade, right? Like when I say when I got about nine, because I had to play with my older brothers in. Mm-hmm. They were four years older than me, and, and I mean, I had no choice but to get better. So kids that were my age, I felt like y'all didn't, they didn't have a chance playing against me. So that was just my mentality, and, and you know, I had to play against them, and I wanted to play against them because it, it was getting me better. And then so you moving into high school, as I was researching you, I know you went to to two high schools, and the second one, Mount Zion Christian Academy, is, you know, has a reputation for producing some very – very successful NBA players. How did you end up there? Oh, man, I, that is a story within itself. <laughs> I, um, it was my junior year. We, we were just coming off the state championship runner-up. We lost to, to a Miami senior team that was loaded, in which that's the only year in the state of Florida, Class 6, they don't have a championship, don't have a champion, because Miami got – they took it back from Miami because they were doing illegal recruiting, but their team was loaded. They had Steve Blake. Udonis Haslam, kid Antonio Latimer. I mean, they were low. The Sylvan Robinson. I mean, they were. They had everybody. So um, we ended up playing against Keon Doolin and Clarence Gilbert them the game before that. So we we beat them. Then we played Miami Senior, and that sprint 
tournament. We lost in the finals. I come home one day and um, mm-hmm. I see a, a Lexus car parked in my neighborhood. I'm like, man, I ain't never seen one of these cars before. So, you know, I, I pull up and I see two guys sitting in my front room. <laughs> and I walk in there and they're talking to my mom. And so I'm looking. You know, I just keep going. I'm like, what's up, mom? I go to my room and my bags are packed. So I'm like, mom, what's, where I'm going? She's like, you getting the hell out of here tomorrow? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, well, where I'm going? Like you going to Mount Zion, you got to get out of here. You need to do right. I mean, I if when basketball season was over, I wasn't going to school. I, I didn't. I mean, I was barely going when school was in. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was a blessing in disguise. I hated it at first. I mean, I was up there in North Carolina all by myself with a bunch of other guys that I didn't know. We all lived in one room, one house. So it was. Uh, it was basically getting me ready for college, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I'm still in high school. I, I don't want to leave home. All my friends back in Orlando. Right. I mean, we, all our games in, in North Carolina, in my zone, we didn't have a gym. So we had to fly pretty much everywhere we played. And it was just, I mean, it was good. It was a good experience. You know, I got to meet a lot of people, play against a lot of good people. And it really set the bar and let me know exactly where my skill level was at. And I, it let, that's when it really, really set in that, you know, these guys around the nation that have those numbers behind their name that you see in the magazines that, Oh, he's the number one player, number two player. Like, it's just a number. And that's when I really realized that, you know, I can play with these guys and I'm just just as good as they are. Yeah, no, that, that is a funny story how you ended up there. Um, who who were some right. of the, I guess, the, the more well-known players that you played with at Mount Zion? Uh, at Mount Zion, let me see. Um, Jonathan Hargett, he was another, he's a guy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He went to West Virginia. I mean, he had NBA talent. It was like a little Eric Bledsoe before mm-hmm. Bledsoe. I mean, athletic, explosive. He ended up blowing out both of his knees at Miles, at um, West Virginia. Tim Lyles, another good guy that went to um, West Virginia, ended up messing his knees up. I mean, I, it was a lot of great talent there. I mean, a lot of guys that, you know, went to Shaw University, different universities around the world. Because, like I say, it was guys from everywhere, like, it was to the point that we just called each other players from what state it was from. Like, you was from Virginia, we call you BA. You was from DC, we call you DC. It was just guys from everywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just good talent. Like I said, it got mm-hmm. us prepared. I mean, we had to wake up every morning at 4.30 and go run Duke Football Stadium. Like, oh, wow. It, it, and, you know, I'm coming from Florida. It gets cold in North Carolina. So, mm-hmm. I was like, man, we finna go outside and run in this. It's like, yeah. I'm like, man, it's snow everything. Like, but if, like I said, it got me prepared and it just got me ready to, to go to the next level. Right. And speaking of the next level, how did, how did you end up going, going to Auburn? Like I said, I'm from Florida and um, I went on, I think I only took one visit. Yeah. Yeah. Two visits, including Auburn. Um, I went to Iowa State and I got there and it was like, I want to say in March, March or May, and it was still snow on the ground. I was like, I know. And like, hell, I ain't coming here. It's too cold. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm from Florida. I'm, I'm like, nah, I know I'm not coming here. And I mean, yeah. I had some other schools, you know, Syracuse, Connecticut, those guys that were looking at me, Michigan, and I was like, man, it's too cold up there. And to be honest with you, I, I mean, I had some people that I didn't, honestly, I never really knew anybody that went to college and played on a on a D1 level. So I honestly, I never even thought about I would make it to that point. You know, just yeah. coming from where I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't choose my college until I, I even, I didn't think about college until I really got to um, Mount Zion. Oh, wow. Like that was something that I just, I just didn't, 
I didn't think I, I mean, I knew I can play, but I didn't know anybody that, you know, I would see it on TV and I'm just like, okay, you know, college, but it was something that I didn't think about. Like, I, I just didn't think I was going to even be there. Wow. So I, I researched your, your college career a little bit and I knew you played all four years there. What I, and I'm not the biggest college basketball fan. Uh, I'll watch it and kind of follow some of the bigger schools a little bit, but I'm not like a diehard fan. So I, I wasn't aware that in 2003, you reached the Sweet 16 and you had a really impressive run during the tournament. And I know right. you, you eventually lost in a one point game to Syracuse and they won the championship. What do you remember from that game? Uh, I just remember, you know, go, I mean, just coming, even going into the tournament, we were like on the ropes, like Auburn's not going to make it. They're not going to get in. Mm-hmm. So once we got in, we had to play Jameer Nelson. I mean, he was rolling. He was, I mean, he, Jameer Nelson was doing his thing at St. Joe. So mm-hmm. they would count, they would say, we're going to lose to them. We ended up beating them. They were like a, maybe a two seed. We were 10 or uh, seven seed. No, they were a two seed. We were 10. It was something like that. We ended up beating them. Then the next round, we had to play Josh Howard. You know, he right. that's how me and Josh became good friends, which was crazy. Like, <laughs> I still remember the first time we ever said something to each other. We actually was, like, yelling at each other, like, man, you know, talking <laughs> trash. And it was just crazy that after that, we ended up just being good friends. And we ended up playing them. We ended up beating them. I mean, nobody counted us. He even thought we would make it that far. And, I mean, when I saw where we were going to be playing the first round of the tournament, I'm like, man, we're playing in Tampa. I'm from Orlando. I'm like, I'm home. Yeah. I mean, all my family's going to be there. Like, that's perfect. So, you know, I had two good games there, and then we go to Syracuse. We end up going what basically it was in Syracuse. It was in Albany, New York. So, I mean, it was I mean, it was orange all in the arena, which it didn't really bother us because we were orange and blue as well. Right. But it was like, man. I mean, I just remember that game – they played zone the whole entire game. Like, I, I, I didn't realize how long those guys were. You know, they, 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 they was just the length that they had in their playing defense. And, you know, they had some guys like McNamara, you know, um, Dwayne Mello, Hakeem Ward. Right. They had some great players, Hart, Josh Hart. You know, and Mello was – he. I mean, it's obvious what he did, but he was like – he. I don't even think he scored that first half, but the second half he just – I think he went out for like maybe 15, 18, something like that. It was, I mean, he just got in that rhythm and, you know, he got that, that pull up jump shot that, you know, it was just like, man, mm-hmm. but I mean, we had a great game, you know, we, we had a good execution plan, but we just ran out of time. I mean, we lost by one, they ended up winning it. So it was like, man, maybe if we beat them, we won, but you never know that. that yeah. That's here. It's a hearsay. That's but true, it, yeah. I mean, it was just a great run. It was a great tournament, a uh, great experience. And I think that's kind of what helped me, you know, so solidify myself to, you know, be able to to come into the NBA, even though I didn't get drafted. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was going to move in, move into that, your, your experience of not getting drafted. So aside from, you know, a memorable tournament performance and you performed really well, um, what was, what events unfolded for you to be able to, to sign with Dallas, draft night. We had my um my agent. He was you know they all wanted to have a draft party. I'm like, all right, okay, we'll do that. So we had a draft party. I mean, I had I had great pre-draft workouts. I worked out great. I you know going against all the guys, you know Wade and all those guys. I had great workouts. Mm-hmm. And then draft night comes and it's like, okay, okay, all right. And it kept getting later and later in the round. And I think once it got 
after the first round, I didn't watch it anymore because it was basically like, you know, everybody else, you got to really just go out and improve yourself again. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I almost, I was so upset and angry. It wasn't, I wasn't mad at, at nobody. I was more angry that, you know, everybody looked over me. And I still remember telling my, um, my brother and my mom, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make everybody pay. I said, I'm going to make everybody pay. I don't care. If it's the team I'm on, the team that I'm playing against, they're going to pay for looking over me. And I just had the, the mentality of that, you know, everybody said, you got to be hungry. I was starving for it. Like, I really wanted to go out. I didn't care. Every day in practice, I mean, I had to – even when I got to Dallas, you know, I had to go against Finley, uh, Jameson, Walker, Nash, Josh, Dirk. Like, that was every day. Travis Best, Tony Delt. Like, those guys were – you know, they're, they, they're perimental players in the, in the league. And I'm like – Man, I, they just gonna have to see me every day. I'm, I'm, I, it's no fear. I, I, I came in with that attitude that I'm gonna make them remember me, regardless. You're gonna remember my name, and um, I just, I still remember, you know, just getting that call that night after the draft was over. Dallas called me and was, um, they asked me did um, did I want to play summer league with them? And I was like, sure. And right after I got off the phone with them, the Orlando Magic called and was like, <laughs> uh, you sent, you, you want to play with us for summer league? I was like, well, Dallas just called me and I committed to them, but, you know, I thanked him away. And, I mean, that that was a great experience, you know, just going to summer league and, you know, playing. And I think I had maybe maybe the second or third game of summer league. I had like maybe 38, 38 points. And, you know, they were like, we're going to sign you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I didn't – I'm still – I just, you know, just – just from seeing how I played, that's my whole attitude. Like, I was just nonchalant, like, okay. Like, I still felt like, okay, you're signing me. I still got something to prove. Mm-hmm. So, even in camp, you know, it was just – I was coming in, getting good work in, you know, with Brad Davis and Marlon Wiley, you know, and those guys. And, you know, just taking advice from Steve Nash and all those guys. I still remember him telling me that, you know, how good do you want to be, you know, is uh, don't do what everybody else is doing, you know, work on your own time. You know, that's some advice that I took from him. And it helped me out and um it, you know, when I got to Dallas, it was a great experience. I mean, I had great veterans and great guys to learn from. Right. Yeah, you, you certainly did. You came on to a loaded team, probably one of the most stacked teams, at least in terms of scoring, that the Mavs have had in, in my lifetime. You know, that was a, a really star-studded team. One thing I wanted to ask you about is the very beginning of that season, opening night in L.A., you guys had <laughs> on some really interesting jerseys that night. The the, the 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 trash bags exactly the trash bags yeah <laughs> yeah, um, what yeah was your, I remember those yeah what like when did you first see those like was it did you see those like that day or was it prior to that I'm just curious because I remember seeing them on TV and kind of being like what the hell are those so you know like yeah it, we saw, we actually saw them that day like we walked in the locker room and we was like okay what is what is this I mean it look, almost looked like you know the the pub daddy and mace um. The um, outfits they had in their, in their uh, videos, that's what it looked like. It was just shiny, and I'm like, what is this? I mean, we, me and Josh, we were just happy to be out there. And I mean, coach came to us before the game, like, we may put you in for Hacker Shack. We was like, I don't care, I'll follow him. You know, we were just yeah. happy to you know, be out there. And, you know, it was just it was just a good experience to get out there, you know, finally, you know, actually kind of living up to your dream. You know, you see these guys that you always watch the college playing on TV to actually go out there. Now you you know, you're watching them, you're competing against them, and they actually know your name. It's like, man, it's like, okay, I, I'm here now. Like, it, it got to happen now. So it, it was just a big, big, big life experience, big, good change, and, you know, it was just something that I always remember. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I remember that. And um, that, that is kind of cool that you were there for that that moment because it was the only time those uniforms were ever worn and, and you got to wear one. So. Yeah. 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 I think um, they, they trashed them. I don't know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. So I know kind of early on in your rookie year, you know, you didn't see a lot of playing time, at least consistently, <laughs> but, but I do remember, you know, when you did get in there, sometimes you'd only play a few minutes, but you'd have like six points, eight points, you know, six points, four rebounds. So you were contributing and you were playing pretty efficiently when you did get your minutes, what, what was your mentality in not getting playing time to eventually, and then, so you could earn more playing time? Uh, man, like, like, it goes back to what I said on draft night. Like I was going to make everybody pay. Like I didn't care who it was. Like mm-hmm. I was the guy that we was up 20 down 20. He's going to put me in the game then. But within those two minutes, I'm coming out of there with 10 to 12 points. I'm mm-hmm. gambling. I'm going for steals. I'm going to get every rebound. I'm going to play hard. I'm going to show you that I deserve to be playing. Like, I, I can play in this league. And, and Coach kind of, you know, he he, called, he he started paying attention and noticing it. And I still remember the night Steve Nash got sick. And he came to me. He was like, hey, rookie, you starting tonight. I looked at him like, you know I haven't been playing right. <laughs> and, you know, Antoine Jameson looked at me. And he was like, I bet you stop playing around now. Because I used to just joke around like, man, I know I'm not going to get in the game until, you know, it's about over with or we already winning or whatever the case so. Like, I bet you get serious now. And, I mean, it just clicked. And I think that night I had, like, maybe 14, 9, and 9. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Steve, was, he had a virus. I think he had got real sick. And the next game I had, like, 18, 7, and 6, and then 25 and 21. It was just – the numbers kept going up. And then that's when he came to me. Um, we were getting ready to play Orlando. It was on our, our little um, East Coast trip. And he was like – he called a meeting. He was like, we're finna go small ball. I'm gonna start the rookie, and I mean, it was just like, uh oh, it's it's time now. Like I got to you know step it up, and it just, the, I mean, playing with Steve Nash and Dirk and those guys, they made it so so much easier for me. I mean, all I had to do was Steve told me just run. That's all I had to do. Mm-hmm. He said just run. I find you just run, and you know, once I got the ball, I tried to make a play, try to create something every time. I mean, once you're a rookie, that's when you get to make all the mistakes you can and be like, okay, coach, my bad. You know, so I took advantage, full advantage of, you know, being able to make a mistake, but I was going to make an aggressive mistake. You know, if I, I went out and I played hard every game, and it was just someday, I, like I say, I enjoyed the experience. And I just, I'm just glad that I was on a team that allowed me to, to go out there and flourish and grow as well as a player. Mm-hmm. For sure. And yeah, I remember one game in particular, I remember watching it, it was in Miami and you played, I think that was probably your best game of the regular season for sure. You had, I think like 34 points or something like that. And I think that was the game you guys lost on a Ray for Alston three-pointer. Yeah, Ray for yeah. Alston corner yeah. three-pointer. Like, yeah. I still remember that game. Coach came yeah. to me after the game. He was like, it, it was my man. I was guarding. He was like, rookie, you got to play defense the, the whole entire game. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just a learning experience. I mean, I mean, it was a good play. I still remember he hit a corner three-pointer on that. I still remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember watching yeah, that, that on that, TV. that was a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was also fun. You know, me being a Florida guy going down there playing and you know, just enjoying that whole moment. It was just it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed every minute of, of just being out there. Like I say, that team was so fun. It was like I still remember a game we were playing um Sacramento and me and Josh was coming off the court at halftime. The score was like seventy five, seventy two or something like that. 
And we looked at each other like, man, we got 75 points already. Like, that was a <laughs> whole college game. Like, yeah, for he sure. was like, man, that's crazy. Like, but that was the type of team we had. And, you know, back then, you know, Sacramento was a high-power offense as well. Mm-hmm. And it was just like nonstop. I mean, we may run up and down the court 10 times without a foul or anything. It's just getting shots up. It was just – it was crazy. It was It was crazy. Yeah, for sure. And I know that that season kind of ended, I guess, sooner than obviously Mavs fans and you guys wanted in a in a first round series to uh, to Sacramento. You played really well. Right. And what's what's kind of cool about that is, you know, coming in as a an undrafted free agent, I guess you didn't have like a long term contract. So after your how you ended the season, how you played in the playoffs, the Mavs kind of locked you up with a great deal. And I thought that was so cool when I was researching it because at least just in terms of NBA money for an undrafted guy, after that you were making the most just strictly NBA money out of any guy in your draft class, and you weren't even drafted. Right. I mean, that was the, that was the blessing in the skies of yeah. not being drafted. You was able to sign a deal like after your first year, because mm-hmm. you know back then those guys was being locked up for two, three, three years with their their deal. Mm-hmm. So I think I was kind of I maybe was the first guy to actually do that. Yeah. For sure, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, for for like three years, you were making more money than I mean, in terms of NBA money, just like than like LeBron and right. Wade, you know, anyone that with anyone that was drafted. Right. I mean, it, it was a cool thing, but it was still like you know, it actually kind of put a little more radar on me because now guys are starting to actually come at me now. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you got the money now. Now we got to see, you know. But it was still fun. But I mean, I think that summer it was crazy because I signed. And I went to play basketball the next day and I tore two ligaments and dislocated my ankle like the next day. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And it was just like, but it was in the summer and and it bothered me like that whole next year. Like it was just, Mm. man, it was just like, are you serious? Like, I like, cause I was trying to play and my agent kept telling me, don't play no basketball. Don't do nothing. Wait till, you know. And the next day, I mean, the next day, I signed, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, that was crazy. Yeah. So I know that next season was after Steve Nash had left. Was, right. Was his absence, was that felt by the team? Or I mean, I know you guys were still had a successful team. You brought in Jason Terry. You know, uh, you had a new rookie in Devin Harris. But not having a guy on, like, Steve Nash, in the locker room, did, did that impact you negatively? I know you, you had some positive experiences with him um, your rookie year, so I'm just kind of curious, like, how you felt um, about that in your second year. Steve is not a very vocal guy. I mean, he leads by example. I mean, you see him doing things. He's one of those guys that, you know, you see him end up getting shots. It's like, okay, I need to stay and get shots up. You see him getting extra running in, extra sprint. Okay, I need to do this. So it was like, um, you know, and he knew the offense. He knew where guys should be at at this time and that time. So he he basically knew every position. And, you know, that, of course, when you have a, a person that's been running a system for so long to, mm-hmm. you know, now we got, you know, like Jason Terry and Devin Harris, great players. But it's like they're coming in, they're learning a new system. So it was like, of course, you're going to miss a guy. I mean, what, Steve won, won the next two MVPs or something like that? Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, of course, you're going to miss a guy like that. I mean, it's actually that you say that, that, like, he was actually my – when we had our running test, you know, for conditioning, I was like, as long as I stay a couple steps behind Steve, I'm okay. <laughs> he was, like, basically like my rabbit. Like, okay, if yeah. I stay behind Steve, I'm okay. Like, 
I mean, he ran all day. You know, he's a big soccer fan, and he mm-hmm. plays soccer all the time. So the shape and, and the conditioning he was in, I was just like, as long as I can stay somewhere near him, I, I know I'm going to make my time. And it was just something that, you know, like missing a guy like that, it, it, of course you're going to miss him. I mean, he brought so much to the table. I mean, timely shots, um, you know, the pick-and-pop game with him and Dirk was crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just – he he's just one of those guys that made everybody around him better. Yeah, for sure. He definitely was, and I, I missed him when he left. But you know, he he went on to have great success. So I mean, I, I was happy for him in that right. regard. So, so in that second year, I think it was probably in March. Don Nelson steps down, and Avery Johnson steps in <laughs> as coach. I'm curious. I just from what I remember from watching <laughs> at that time, I feel like Don Nelson was a better coach for you and what I mean is I feel like you had a little more freedom to operate and he kind of let you do your thing do you think you were restricted by Avery in that regard that's that's how it appeared to me at the time and I'm just kind of curious what you think about it I mean I, <laughs> I'm gonna just say it like this you're only as good as your coach think you are okay that's fair <laughs> so with that being said you know Duddy coach Nelson's probably one of my all-time favorite coaches and you know, it's some coaches that, you know, they like what some players bring and some coaches don't. I mean, it's obvious that, you know, once Avery got in, you know, my time, my minutes went down and mm-hmm. everything. It was just, it was you know, different. nothing to him. I mean, he's a good coach. It was just, he just wasn't, we didn't really, you know, see eye to eye with a lot of things as far as like, you know, style. I, you know, I was a laid back player and mm-hmm. it was just, I don't think he, he really liked it that too much. And it, I mean, it's, you know, no hard feelings, but I don't think that, you know, it just wasn't. I mean, even you can look at what maybe was it the third year I was there when he was there. I mean, I I mean, I was playing, but I was barely playing. And then even the, the night of the finals when we lost the last game, my daughter, I was at the hospital all that morning because my wife was pregnant and my daughter was being born that day. And I'm like, man, forget that game. I'm not going, you know, mm-hmm. it was my first child. So I was going to stay at the hospital and she was like, go, I'm going to hold off. I came to the to the gym. I still had a, I think my sleeping clothes on. Oh wow! And he was like, "Ready?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I, um, you know, that was. I still. I mean, if you can go back and look at those times, I, I barely played those times. Like I played a little bit here and there, but it was, you know, I mean, we we were winning. I mean, I, I don't disagree with what he was doing because at the end of the day, he's a coach. But we were down going into that fourth quarter, what maybe twelve, fourteen points like that, and you know. I get in, we go on a little run, we cut it down, and it takes me back out. And I was just like, man, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, so I know after that season, obviously the Mavs lost, and you're traded to to Indiana. So that was something that you right. you, you were, you know, open to? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. to get out. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't wasn't working for me. I mean, I love Dallas. Dallas is like a second home to me. Like, mm-hmm. I go back there, and it's still like a lot of fan love. A lot of I still have a lot of friends there, and everything. It's just that, you know, like I say, you're only good as the coach think you are. You know, so it's like a lot of people may be like, "Man, when you was doing this, you was doing that, and doing this. Why, why you don't do that no more?" It's like you have to do what the coach says, or you won't be out there at all. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's hard. It's it's easier said than done. But to the person that's on the outside looking in, you won't. It, it looks like man, he done lost his game. He can't play no more. He don't do this. And it's like, man, it ain't even that. It's it's bigger than what you think it is. Because mm-hmm. I think I had maybe my best scoring year in Indiana. You did. Like a yes. year or two later after that. Yep, you definitely and did. And it was just, 
it was just crazy, man. I mean, basketball is a is a sport that you have to take full advantage of your opportunities. And like I say, man, you it's it's a game where if your coach don't believe in you, no matter how talented you are or how good you may be, if he likes a certain player better or whatever the case may be, you, you're going to look like you're not as good as you were and you can lose confidence in yourself. And you got to have be very strong-minded, have a strong will to – you know, to deal with a lot of things. Definitely, yeah. And one thing I wanted to ask you about your Indiana stint was your first year was under current Mavs coach Rick Carlisle. So I, I wanted yeah, to I wanted to know about I mean, what what your thoughts were about playing under him for for that one year. Uh, Rick's a great guy. I mean, he's a player coach. Um, we always had a good time. I was unfortunately I was my hamstrings was messed up that year, mm-hmm. which. I'll tell you about that later. It, it all boiled down to my neck injury that, you know, from, you know, it was it was weakening a lot of my muscles in my body from my hamstrings to my hand. Like, and I didn't know that until I, after I had my surgery. And they told me that, yeah, that was the reason why you was, you know, hurt a lot. You had your oh, injuries wow. from, because your spine controlled a lot of those muscles and a lot of things in your body. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Rick is, a, I mean, a great players coach. Uh, you know, great X and O's guys. I mean, I'm sure you see it coming out of timeout. He's going to have a great play set up for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time. You're going to get a good look. I mean, it's up to you to execute it, but he, he's going to have a great play set up for a great X and O's guy. Uh, like I say, he's a great player's coach. Um, you know, we never – we didn't have any problems. Um, unfortunately, like I said, I just had a, had a hamstring tear, and it was just – that was limited to me. And I think the next year, I think I was there with Jim O'Brien. Mm-hmm. and. No, that that was that was that Jim was a great guy. He was in Dallas for a minute too, as well. I think. Yeah, as an assistant for a little bit. Yeah, right. Then you know you have three years in Dallas, three years in Indiana, and then you move on to Boston. And I mean, you're playing with some legendary players, right? Ray, Ray Allen, KG, Paul Pierce, Scalabrini. <laughs> right, the What's, White Mamba. Yeah, the White Mamba. So. How did you end up in Boston? Was that that was a free agent signing, right? Yeah, it was. It was kind of strange. Like <laughs> every time we played Boston, when I was in Indiana, like I used to like scorch them. Like I, I would have a great game against mm-hmm. them every time. And and you know, Doc being from or being in Orlando, living oh, there, yeah. and, you know, I and he was like, man, you need to come on over here. I was like, let's make it happen. You know, that's I, awesome. And we just, you know, ended up being there. And um, that's probably one of the the most the teams that I played for that I really enjoyed playing with other than Dallas that mm-hmm. were guys we all they held each other accountable like of course with Kevin and, and Paul and Ray and I mean those guys and even Rondo like those guys were so headstrong that you couldn't come in there with a weak mentality of like I just want to fit in you had to be like an alpha male to be over there like yeah. everybody was dominant within their own way and to be honest with you, our practices were a lot harder than the games. Oh, wow. Like, in our practices, like, just playing against each other, oh, we used to go at it. Like, it was, okay, we're not even stretching. Let's get into it. <laughs> Who guarded me today? Like, it was just, you know, as much as Kevin talked, it was not just in the games. It was every day. So, it was just, it was, I mean, just seeing the way those guys just, you know, operated, how they came to practice and prepare, like, even in training camp, we come to training camp. These guys, we get to practice at a certain time. They're already in their sweat. They're in a full sweat. Yeah. Like, they, they're there hours before training camp starts. And it's like, man, it's a big difference coming from, you know, Indiana to here. It's like, man, 
I got to, you know, I'm thinking I'm working hard. Then you see them, you're like, okay, I, I got to, I got to pick it up. And then unfortunately I get there, I tear my thumb, I dislocated my thumb, I tear a ligament in it and had to get a screw in that. And it was like, now I actually was playing well at the time. And that's the year we ended up losing to LA in the finals. And I'm like, man, how many, how many people, you know, go to the finals and lose twice? Yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy. And, yeah. and which I feel like I should have won both times. Definitely. I think you, you might have liked my uh, Instagram post on it. I actually interviewed former NBA ref Tim Donaghy the other night. I haven't posted it on the full interview online yet, but I asked him specifically about the 2006 finals, and he thinks there was some stuff going on behind the scenes with some of the director of officials not being a huge fan of Mark Cuban. So, Man, I, I have my own saying about that, but, man, that, that right there, mm-hmm. I mean – no, this nothing taken away from Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. great player, but fifty something free throws in two games—that's insane. Yeah, it's insane. There's but, a whole series of YouTube but, videos that I haven't seen in a while, but it's just called like Phantom Fouls, and you guys like literally aren't even touching him, and the whistle is blowing. <laughs> and it's—I mean, but you know, that's part yeah. of the game, man. I mean, you. This here and there, but at the time, it's it's very disturbing because it's like, man, we out here playing hard. We trying mm-hmm. to do what we do. You know, we all competing and playing. You know, trying to we all playing for one thing. We're trying to win a championship, and it's just like it's being taken right out of our hands. I mean, we were up two zero. I mean, we were clearly the better team. Yes, I agree like, with that. We were the better team. Like we should have, in my opinion, I wouldn't say we should have swept them, but it should have may have been four one, four two maybe. Mm-hmm. our way not their way I mean yeah. they came back and reverse sweep us it was crazy I was like are you yeah. serious is this really happening even the game down in Miami like that I mean it was just those are yeah. bad memories <laughs> yeah no definitely so I know your your three years actually one thing I wanted to ask you about your your three years in Boston each year you had a different jersey number what what was that about <laughs> Actually, I live in Macon, Georgia right now. So mm-hmm. the area code here is 478. Okay. The numbers I had in Boston was 478. That's cool. I didn't, All right. I can see that. Yeah. That is kind of neat how you did that. And it, it, I mean, they didn't have the number six. So, you know, Bill Russell, the right. great Bill Russell, that was yeah. retired. So, I mean, they have all the numbers that are retired. After a while, they're going to have to start giving out letters. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. It was just like, man, what number can I get? And then, you know, when Jermaine came over there, you know, Jermaine, you know, he's been a, he's been in the league a while. You know, number seven is his number. So I was yeah. like, okay, Jail, you could get number seven or whatever. So just, you know, it's just, it was just, you know, it wasn't nothing. It was just, yeah. It was just part of the, you know, the whole situation, you know, just, yeah. Like I say, just being in Boston, it was just a great experience. And then, you no, know, it was just crazy, you know, just the the way it ended, you know, with me being injured and, mm-hmm. you know, with that injury, that was that was crazy within itself. Yeah, I I remember watching that game against Orlando where it didn't look like, like much contact at all, but you, you, you kind of fell to the ground in, in Boston, and that was a scary moment for sure. And I got to tell you, I'm very relieved that you ended up being okay. Man, the, the crazy thing about that is a lot of people don't even know, like, that whole time I was on the floor, I was paralyzed. Like, I couldn't move for, like, four to five minutes. Like, I was literally paralyzed. Oh, and, like, yeah. it was just crazy. Like, it, it it wasn't – a lot of people was like, I bet that was scary. I bet that was, you know, terrifying. I'm like, actually, it wasn't because 
I, I, you know, I'm sure if you follow me, you see that I, you know, I post a lot of Bible scriptures and you know, I believe in God so much. My faith is so strong that when it happened, the whole thing I kept thinking in my head was the devil got to try harder than this. This is not it. This ain't it. He got to try harder than this. Yeah. And that's all I kept repeating in my head. And like Kevin Garnett kept asking, man, you all right? You all right? I'm like, I can't move. He's like, what you mean you can't move? I'm like, I can't move. And like, you know, I'm, I'm actually trying to, you know, tell your leg to move, tell your arm to move. And I couldn't do anything but talk and blink my eyes. Wow. And I was just like, man, the devil got to try harder than this. And I mean, that's probably the most pain I ever been in was that hospital ride, that ride to the hospital. My nerves started firing back up mm-hmm. and it literally felt like my veins and every ligament, joint, everything, nerve, it, it was on fire. Wow. Like it hurt it so bad. I was like, please cut this jersey off me, like get it mm-hmm. off me. And we're like, you can't play anymore. I'm like, man, I don't care as long as I can walk. Like, you know, I got kids. I'm like, how can I play with my son, my daughter? How can I raise them in a wheelchair? Like, no, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. You know, once I got my I got my feeling back, I was in the hospital room and you know, my, my brother and my uncle was there with me and they was like, you got to have, they said, you need to have surgery. And I'm like, do I got to have surgery? So, well, you won't be able to play no more. I'm like, I don't care about playing anymore. Do I have to have surgery? Like, I, you know, playing with the spine is something different. And it's like, well, you could be in a car with your kids and you get in a fender bender and it may happen again. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to get surgery. So I ended up getting the surgery and, you know, the, the whole team from Boston, uh, Paul, Ray, Tyloo, the coach for the Cavs, they all, him, Rondo, all of those guys, they all came to the hospital and, you know, they came and saw me in the hospital after I had my surgery. And it, I mean, that was just, just the type of team that we had there, like they all were very supportive and we stayed in contact. We still, you know, talk now, even to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, a, you know, the camaraderie we had there as a team. And it was just, it's just a blessing. I mean, I have three screws and a sling in my spine right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really relieved that, you know, obviously you, you were able to come back and you, I think you, you played another year in Boston after all that happened. And then you had one more year in Milwaukee before, uh, before your NBA career was over. So right. what are you, what are you up to these days now that, now that your playing days are over? Man, like even with those to go back, even to before the injury, like I probably shouldn't have played my last three, four, maybe five years. Maybe wow. like I was in so much pain that a lot of people don't even know. It was to the point if I hold my head up, my mm-hmm. arms and my legs would just start burning. Wow. Like because of my nerve damage in my spine. But I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything because, you know, I'm fighting through it. I'm trying to keep playing. I'm trying to be tough and keep playing, you know. But it was just like that nerve damage. Me and TJ Ford, good friends that, you know, he had to stop playing because basically some of the same reasons, you know, with his spine injury. And it was just, I just wanted to get to, you know, the 10-year mark. And it was just like, man, I, I can play 10 years in this league. You know, undrafted player, I want to be able to say I played 10 years. Yeah. And it was just, you know going out there competing and, you know, it was just like, man, I, I want to be around these guys. And it was just, man, the pain, it was just, it was just, it was just, it was crazy, man. Just, you know, and right now, you know, to answer your question right now, I mean, I train kids, you know, my son, he likes baseball. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to learn baseball, which is, it's hot as hell out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do know. It's hot. You know, they yeah. play six, seven games outside and it'd be like 90 to a hundred degree. I'm like, dude, 
you sure you don't like basketball? <laughs> like, <laughs> my, I mean, but my yeah. daughter, she loves basketball. She's in, you know, she's in the sixth grade. She was born, you know, um, after the game in, in game six in Dallas for the uh, yeah. finals. She was born that night. Wow. Um, she's in the sixth grade. She loves basketball. She's sure to let everybody know she's a Texas girl. She's yeah. from Dallas. So, <laughs> um, you know, with her, I mean, my son, he likes basketball, but, you know, he, he if you tell him he got baseball practice, he'll go to that before he go to basketball practice. I mean, yeah. He's, he's going to be big. I mean, he's only nine. He wears size 11 shoe already. So. Wow. He's, yeah, he's huge. He's tall. He's big to be a nine-year-old. And uh, right now, I mean, you know, I, I do music and um, mm-hmm. I train. And I, I got a couple of businesses that I'm doing, you know, just working a couple of things. I'm actually trying to look into getting a, um, a um, building to where I can have to where, you know, guys can come in and train baseball, basketball, football, and all other kind of things, you know, to get better, work on speed, endurance, and, you know, agility and all that stuff. I'm actually in the process of trying to build one of those buildings to get things going because, I, I, like I said, I live in Georgia and it's a lot of talent here, but it's it's not really set up for these kids to, to, to get better, to, mm-hmm. to, to prosper, to, to be in a better situation, to to make it easier for themselves. And and, I, and that's my thing right now. I try to go out and you know, I go speak to – I do a lot of speaking and I do a lot of things right now. I mean, I'm kind of – you know, a lot of people are like, man, you need to sit down and rest. I'm like, man, I, I'm i so used to being on the go and, and on the move. It's like it's hard to just sit down. So yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just, you know, like I said, I do music and I'm working on working with kids and training kids and you know, helping them getting better. And I think that's kind of that's kind of very exciting for me just seeing a kid that, you know, you start working with that has no clue to – now you're seeing them working on things and doing stuff that you taught them and they, they actually love it. Yeah. Because, you know, these kids are like sponges and they love the game and they just want somebody that, that, that's been in that situation that they can learn from it and they appreciate the game. And that's where I'm at with it right now. Like my kids, they, they actually they don't like me when I'm training them because I tell them, man, go ahead and cry. Don't nobody care. Go sit down <laughs> there. Get off the yeah. court. I'm not your daddy right now. I'm will be daddy when I get home. But right now, you finna work. You finna work. If you want, you tell me you want to do something. We're gonna do it. But I'm not gonna force it on you. And you're not yeah. quitting anything. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's great, and I'm glad to hear that things are going well for you with with you and your family. That that's really nice. I just have a couple more things, or one question, then one kind of funny story. So I wanted to see if you could name every single player that was on the Mavericks roster your rookie season. Oh my goodness! Oh man, I got the list Let's right here see. in front of me, so I'm gonna check them off as you go. <laughs> my rookie year, um, yeah. okay, Travis Best. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Are we counting like even the preseason guys? No, too? no, just regular season. Just regular. Okay. Season. Uh, yeah. Oh man, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, I mean, was you could it, be looking it, it up it a, on your phone for all I know, but <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to actually try this. Okay. Was it a, um, did we have 15 on that team at the time? I w- I'll give you a hint. It's 15, including Jan Stefansson. I know he was, was on the team the entire from season. Iceland. Yes, from Iceland, but He's he never played Iceland. a game. But he was on the roster. I remember the him. <laughs> so was, was Pavel Podkowski on the team? No, that was the next year. No, Pavel was. That was the next year. Okay, yeah. so it was. It was Jan, Jan, um, Travis Best. Got it. 
Uh, Sean Bradley. Got it. <laughs> uh, uh, Scott Williams was the next year. No, uh, no, he was that. He was that year. You got Scott Williams. There you go. Scott Williams was that year. Yep. Okay, Scott. Yep, Scott Williams. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I was trying to get all the guys that 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 was on the bench. Okay. Uh, we got Young, Travis Best, Scott Williams, Sean Bradley, Tony Delp. Yep. Uh, so that's five right there. Yep, that's okay, five. Okay, let me name the next five. Okay. The next five was um, I'm gonna name the starters. That was Steve Nash, Michael Finley. Yep. Dirk. Yep. Jameson. Yep. Walker. Yep. Okay, so that's ten. Yep, that's so ten. I got five more. <laughs> five yeah, more. Hold you, up. You do. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Josh Howard. Yep. Um. Four more. <laughs> was, Josh, was Josh Powell on that team? He was not. He was a preseason guy, but not. Uh, and then he came back. A oh, he was years preseason. Late. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I thought he was. Okay. So he so was preseason. Got, okay. Yeah, so, so you got uh, four more. Uh, me. That's yeah. three more. So it's three yeah, there more. There you now. go. <laughs> three more. Uh. Oh, hold <laughs> up. Three more. I know this. I know this. I know this. Three more. <laughs> so awesome. Nahara, Nahara. Yeah, there you go. Two more. Uh, two more. Um, Tariq Abdul Wahad. Uh, so I, he's not on this list, but I think he, he was technically like around the team. But I he think he got released in the middle of the year. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he got so I don't released. think he. Okay, so he wasn't on okay, this. Okay, so list you don't have him. Have, no. You, okay, you don't have him. Okay, all right. All right he never played think again. Okay, let me think again. Okay, so it wasn't Tariq. It was um, Dan- was Danny Forson? Yep, Danny Forson. One more. Danny Forty. Okay, ah, one more. Hold up. <laughs> I got this. Ah, <laughs> uh, did I say Jameson? You did. Um, man, wait, wait! Don't tell me! Don't okay. tell me! Uh. Uh, <laughs> this is going to drive me crazy. He was a guard. Was it a guard? No, it was a forward, maybe slash center. He didn't play very much at all. He he wasn't there very long. It was like maybe a 10-day contract or something like that. Oh, man. Hold up. 10-day contract. Scott, no, Scott Williams wasn't there. That was no, late. That no. was with Avery. No, Scott um, Williams was that year, but he he was a late season pickup and he stayed for the rest of the season. But this guy was he didn't he wasn't there at the start and he wasn't there at the end, but he played in the middle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't hold on. Yeah. So it wasn't Van Horn. Van Horn was later. Yeah, he was the next year. Yeah. Um I can tell you if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Who was it? Mamadou Njai. Mamadou Njai. And you know, that's crazy. He went to Auburn with me. That was my teammate. <laughs> that's that's bad. Oh, man. That's hilarious. That's bad. That is awful. That is awful. Like, I, do, you know, I do not remember him being there. He was there for – he, he might have played – he definitely played. I remember him playing. Um Let's see how many games he played. I'll look it up real quick. He played. I, I think I was hurt then or something. I had to be. He played three games. I definitely wouldn't remember that. So I, How do I not remember Duke? 
He was there for three games. Wow. Um, so then the only other thing I want to say is actually kind of a funny story. You and I actually met about 10 and a half years ago at a Josh Howard's party at Brookhaven Country Club. And um, I, I, my friend worked at the country club and you were there. And you, I think this was after the summer after your first year in Indiana. And you were there. Devin Harris was there. Josh was there. Sagana Jop was there. Anyway, uh, flash forward like five years, four years maybe. And I was working and living in Chicago. And I was working in the, the digital advertising department for Oprah.com at, at Harpo Studios. Anyway, like a year later, I'm at a different job. And I'm sitting around with coworkers and they say, who's the most famous person you ever met? We were just kind of having like a lunch table conversation. And I sat there and I thought about it. And I said, I met Marquise Daniels once at a party. And then my coworkers were like, are you serious? You met Oprah and you consider Marquise the most famous person you met. And I had completely forgotten <laughs> that I met Oprah. You were, you were the first uh, thing that came to my mind. So I just, I, I wanted to let you know that. <laughs> hey, Hey, Oprah's not famous. She's from another planet. She's a different type of famous. So I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. And I think, and you know, there were uh, some of the, the women that worked in my office, their, their mouths fell to the floor that I forgot that I'd, I'd met her before. So, but I didn't forget that you and I met <laughs> very briefly at a party. Hey, I definitely appreciate that. I definitely yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> for sure. I mean, well, I mean, it's not like you meet Oprah every day anyway, yeah. so why not? <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, Thanks so much, Marquise. I had, I had a great time, and uh, I, I appreciate you sitting down and talking with me tonight. This has been a lot of fun, and I'm really glad to hear that things are going well for you and your family, and I'm glad that you follow the account. You know, I always get a kick out of whenever you like or comment on any of my pictures, so um, I, I really appreciate it, and thank you again. Thank you again, also. Much success to you in the future with everything. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. All right. You have a good night, Marquise. All right. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. All right.